Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Could be time to start worrying about the 49ers. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Three losses in a row for San Francisco. Perloff, they should not be immune to criticism, people are like, oh, the 49ers, they'll be okay. They'll be right there. How do you know? They started 5-0. and They've lost three straight. They have not looked the same. Any other team, we would be asking questions about them. We asked questions about the Bengals, who beat them yesterday when they got off to slow starts. We asked questions about the Cowboys. We, If this was your Eagles, we'd mm-hmm. be asking questions. If it was my Bills, if it was the Kansas City Chiefs. The 49ers should not be above reproach here when the defense does not look as ferocious as it did in their five-game winning streak. And the offense, again, two more interceptions from Brock Purdy. That's five in the last three games. That's more than all of last season. There are just undeniable things going on with this team as it's lost three straight. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I think we differ on this is I don't think Purdy is the reason they've lost three straight. I know there's been interceptions, but yesterday, for example, he's coming off a concussion on a short week. Probably shouldn't have been playing. But in the first half, he was absolutely perfect. I mean, he he did everything they could possibly ask and so much more. But they were still losing the game, and they honestly couldn't get the ball out of the Bengals' hands. The Bengals gave him gave a couple chances to stay in it. To me, it's a defense. And the amazing thing about them is the first drive. They're getting killed on the first drive. That's when San Francisco used to own the game. Were they up in their 10-game win streak last year? It felt like they were up 14-0 in every single game. Yep, that's they true. have been falling behind early, and they're just not built to do this. They're not built to rely on their quarterback. Jimmy G won a lot of games there. He was never the reason they won. Right. So I don't think that the, the Niners uh, are have a quarterback problem. I think they have a team problem. I agree with you on that. That being said, I think the bye week is going to be huge. I think Brock Purdy will get over his concussion. I don't know why he's out there in the first place. I think Debo will be back. Debo adds so much toughness to this team. The schedule's a little tricky, for sure. But Debo just gives you so much attitude and swag on offense, and that was clearly missing the last three games. Listen, we'll see what happens when they come out of the bye. Their next seven opponents, only two have losing records right now, so they don't have, like, this easy... It's not like they have, oh, you know, here comes a soft spot in the schedule or something like that. They're playing a first-place schedule, so it's going to be difficult. But again, like, you got to just go with what you're seeing here because I think the 49ers... And maybe this is a benefit they should get, a benefit of the doubt, but they get by a lot on reputation. Kyle Shanahan, the best, you know, play caller in the NFL, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Well, I mean, not immune to things going wrong, offense, defense, and his coaches also coming into question. Like, Shanahan is responsible for all of it. Like, if Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, is not calling the right type of defense, 
in some ways, that's got to be Shanahan too, right? He's got to mm. coach the coaches as well. I don't see this like that at all. I think San Francisco's arguably been the biggest overachiever in the league the last three years. I mean, last year, he took a team that lost two quarterbacks to the NFC title game. What coach does it? I think he was arguably the coach of the year by far last year. Two years ago, their team was way down, and then they stormed out of nowhere in the playoffs and beat beat really good, beat a good Cowboys team and should have beaten the Rams team. And the Super Bowl year, he had Jimmy G, a quarterback who's not even that good, and he got him to the Super Bowl. So I feel like Kyle Shanahan's actually doing more with less, especially last year. He took Mr. Irrelevant and won 10 games in a row. This has got to be on the coach. I, You know, you say benefit of the doubt. I think it's pretty incredible. He has not had Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, and he's still been incredibly successful. Okay, so they obviously hit with Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant, so I guess you get credit for that, but they totally miss with Trey Lance, so it's not like they've been perfect here with quarterbacks. They have one of the best left tackles and offensive lines. So that you're saying that Not devoid, yesterday, but yes. Okay, but devoid of talent. like That's just not even close to being true. They have all of these weapons where you think they could sustain an injury or two. On defense, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, they just paid a ton for, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. I mean, these, uh, oh, Fanga, like the uh, Lenore, the other cornerback. These guys, this is stacked. This isn't doing more with less. This is a team that's ready to win. And the fact that they've lost three straight, and especially the last two, can't blame weather. And they got sliced and diced by quarterbacks. Joe Burrow yesterday, Kirk Cousins the week before. Like, it's just, you got to see with your eyes here. Like, they're just not playing well. Well, I think the reason, though, that they're still the NFC favorite is because the last few years, they burned Vegas. I mean, nobody saw them coming. Every time, they were like, oh, the Niners are down coming to the playoffs. The Niners are down. Or the Niners lost their quarterback. And then they just figure it out. So, I, I think you bet against the Niners at your own risk. Maybe this year is different, but it kind of feels like the last few years. They're up and down. They're injury prone. And I do think you're underestimating not having Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. It's not, you are seeing something with your eyes, but you assume, I think a lot of people assume this is not the full Niners experience. That being said. But Trent Williams was there last week and two weeks ago. Uh, no, I don't he think was he was in and out of the lineup, but it's not that he was not totally out. I think he's, are you positive that he was there? I thought he two played weeks? last I thought week. he missed one game. Uh, before this. But anyway, regardless, they I do think not having Debo has been a huge, huge downgrade. Cost some big time uh the last two weeks because he can do so much for that offense. Uh, but you have McCaffrey. Like yeah, that's the that's thing. The, you have McCaffrey, you have Ayuk, you have Kittle. Like that's yes, you're missing Debo. It's the NFL. Guys are missing all the time. You're gonna get injuries and you still have other pro bowlers. All right. Like uh, I, I don't think they get excuses here. I think this this looks bad. There's still plenty of dudes on this team, and the defense is totally healthy. I mean, you know, guys are banged up, but nobody people aren't missing time. And for a team that's supposed to be so star-studded as well, I think if you're going to make excuses for a team, this would not be one of them for missing one guy or two guys. I, Sorry, I Trent Williams think... did miss uh, against Minnesota. He was there for Cleveland. So I think you guys are betting against the Niners at your own peril because we've all done this before. Uh, I, I think the Niners are going to be really tough down the stretch if everyone's there. Now, the question is, will McCaffrey stay healthy? If McCaffrey's on the field and all these guys are there, they're still going to be formidable. And the NFC is a, a big jumble. It's a mess. I think the four teams at the top, the, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Lions are all equal. So unless somebody really emerges as unbeatable, the Eagles have the best record, but they've shown a lot of flaws the last few weeks. So I, I think the Niners, if they get everybody healthy on the same field, are going to be very tough. 
Uh, okay, you're welcome to weigh in on the 49ers. 855-212-4CBS. Three losses in a row. Is it time to worry? Let's do a little something we like to call the hurry up offense. All right. 30 seconds on the clock. Yep. We realized with this segment we were going a little long, so EJ now has an air horn yeah, that will get the point across. Just to, just to you what that's going to sound like. <laughs> no reason to not wow. know. Not, <laughs> no Good morning, not know everybody. The clock is on this. Okay, so we begin in New York, what I'm calling the fail bowl between the Giants and the Jets. Jets win 13-10 in overtime. The story of this game was the punts. 24 punts, 17 of them came on three and outs. This is bad football being played in terrible weather against two teams that both don't have a lot of hope right now. Yeah, I think the story of this game is how many people made the same joke about Tommy DeVito being in there and how Danny DeVito ended up with more passing yards. <laughs> I've never seen a joke repeated more on my timeline. I Honestly, I watched a little bit of the overtime. I'm glad I didn't watch more. This got to be the worst game in the entire NFL season. All right, you beat the timer there. All right, let's go to Dallas, where the Cowboys uh, beat the Rams 43-20. CeeDee Lamb is a true wide receiver, number one. I was watching that game, and I said, oh, man, my prop should have been CeeDee Lamb on the over because he hit it in about eight seconds. Then again, the game was home, and the Rams, I think, are beginning the descent into it's not going to happen this year. So I am have a huge grain of salt with that win. It was impressive, but it does not necessarily mean to me that they are the number one team in the NFC now. Uh, I like the Cowboys. I like this win for them. It was dominant. However, don't let this lull Jerry Jones to sleep. You should I feel still like that be whole active. came quicker than the uh, first game. You still be active at the trade deadline and try to get another weapon. Okay. All right, moving to the next team here. We got. Vikings 24, Packers 10. They do lose Kirk Cousins in the win. That's the story of this game. Kirk Cousins leaves torn Achilles, reported by Adam Schefter, done for the season. And just as the Vikings were turning a corner, they had yep. lost Justin Jefferson, but they were able to hold the fort because of Jordan Addison. Now you're at a crossroads with no quarterback, but you still have playoff hopes alive. I'm only saying this because Maggie pointed out eight things I had wrong throughout the show. <laughs> I did tell you the Vikings were going to be back in the playoff picture, mm-hmm. and they were going to coast this is the best season he's ever had. 103.8 rating. This was really... I think everybody was sad for Kirk Cousins yesterday. I feel like this horn is about five seconds long. It needs seconds. to be. Uh, anyway, uh, so we got the Titans beating the Falcons in Will Levis's first start, throwing four touchdowns. Will Levis, three touchdowns of at least 50 yards each. I mean, hello, NFL. One was off his back foot. Was that the craziest throw? Like, did we know Will Levis could do this? I think a Will Levis is partially a runner, uh, not necessarily accurate. If he plays like this, I mean, that's a stupid statement. If he plays like this the rest of the season, the not only are the Titans not tanking, they're going to the playoffs. I know. Well, and that's the question for any team who are looking to try to pluck Derrick Henry off of this roster or DeAndre Hopkins off this roster. Now maybe you have a little something here. Levis? Possible. All right, let's go to the next game here. We have Saints going into Indy, beating the Colts 38-27. Okay, I said this to Maggie earlier today and didn't get any traction. Are we not talking about Taysom Hill as the Shohei Itani of the NFL a little more? <laughs> Through a 50-yard bomb that was very controversial because the Saints guy and the Colts guy caught it simultaneously. Then he caught a 14-yard pass, made a key block on a touchdown run. That dude is everywhere. I'm all about this Derek Carr, Taysom Hill. The announcers don't seem to know which one is throwing at any time. Let's go Saints. I'm still at Taysom Hill's Derek Carr stunt double. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the numbers, like a four, kind of looks like a seven. 
Wait, Maggie, give that Colts stat again. Yeah, the Colts are the only team in the NFL who scored at least 20 points in every single game, win or loss. What? How? What? Doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right, let's go to the next game here. We have uh, the Dolphins beating the Patriots at home 31-17. I thought this was impressive. Perloff was not impressed. I thought the Dolphins, after losing to the Eagles, come back and have a big win against the Patriots. This snuffed out any hopes that the Patriots were actually going to turn their season around. They're the one of the worst teams in the NFL. Could have the top pick. Dolphins scare the bejesus out of me, and Jalen Ramsey is back and had a pick. Mac Jones, 19 for 29, 161 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It's over 161 yards. They handed the ball to him so many times in scoring position, he can't do anything. All right, we got Jaguars going to Pittsburgh, beating the Steelers. Deontay Johnson, not too happy with this one. <laughs> yeah, Deontay, Deontay Johnson aired out the officials, said they're the reason why they lost. If you have to be airing out the officials, that means your team's not that good. Now, he might have had some gripes, but the Steelers are a type of team where everything almost has to be perfect for them to win. And when Kenny Pickett gets knocked out of the game, you can't get a signature last-minute drive from Kenny Pickett to try to pull one of these out. Yeah, I like to tweet that said the one thing that Urban Meyer did for the Jags was draft Travis Etienne, and he is arguably the most consistent aspect of that offense. Trevor Lawrence is great, too, but Etienne's my guy. All right, let's go to the next game. We're going to go to the nation's capital, where the Eagles got a 38-31 win over the Washington Commanders. Should have been 58. The Eagles had some red zone turnovers and some dumb plays. Jalen Hurts, explain to me how he's limping and yet has one of the best games of his career. Uh, partly A.J. Brown helped a lot, but when he was targeting A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, he didn't miss a single pass. I, I was very encouraged as an Eagles fan. No, the Eagles looked awesome. Always get played tough by the commanders, so you knew it was going to be a tight game, but... Finally, a fumble on the tush push. Yeah. There is a football god. Finally, it didn't right. work. Rivera missed a key non-challenge. That's true. He's in big trouble. Big yeah. trouble. Like, the enemy is going to be a head coach this year. Let's go to Carolina here where Bryce Young got his first win. 15-13 Panthers win over the Texans. Number two pick, uh, C.J. Stroud. Okay. Taking L here. How about this? I'm not even going to talk about the quarterbacks. The back-to-back fouls on Houston trying to jump the snap yeah. for the game-winning field goal. This started off as a 37-yard field goal that after 15 yards of penalties became a 23-yard chip shot. And... Carolina gets their first win of the season. That was crazy. The guy on Houston, you have got to time your your no, jump better. I liked his strategy because at the end, he knew there was nothing to gain. So, Pinheiro had to kick it three times, and he, I thought he was going to get nervous. Uh, that was like the Mac of the NFL. That did not feel like a real college uh, high-end game. Yeah, it was like Carolina celebrating. It's like, congrats. I mean, you're off the schneid. But like, well, they don't have their draft pick, so they desperately yeah. need to win. <laughs> okay, let's get to our next game here. We're going to the 4 o'clock game. So we go to Seattle God, where the Seahawks win 24-20. Uh, that challenge, by the way, the Giants-Jets is the worst game of the weekend. That was a terribly played game for both teams wire to wire. I did not like a thing I saw on either side. For Seattle and for Cleveland? It was, it was Seattle jumped out to 17 points and then couldn't move the ball one. They, Yeah, they were both terrible. Geno holds on to the ball way too long. Cleveland with P.J. Walker, their offense is awful. I did not. I didn't think either team played well. You still had good plays for Miles Garrett in this one. I thought, you know, the Seahawks win this game. They're now in first place in the NFC West. And the uniforms were sick.
uniforms were sick. Yeah. NFL teams go to the 80s uniforms. Anyway, back to these games here. We're going to go to Arizona here where we have the Ravens beating the Cardinals 31-24. Like all Cardinals games, this is tight until it's not. And then you had Baltimore pulled away. This is quiet. I think Baltimore's on a three-game winning streak now. And building and building and building, and Arizona had no answers. Yeah, actually, that was definitely a comeback-to-earth for Baltimore a little since like they came out super flat yep. because they were so hot. I think it was hard for them to get up for that game, but Josh Dobbs, man, he threw some bad picks in that game. Well, and the big news is that even though Kyler Murray is back at practice and clear to play. Yeah. And then Gannon after the game Dobbs. said it. Yeah. Gannon after the game said they're going with Dobbs next week. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, the mile high city Broncos nation. Let's ride uh, Broncos win. <laughs> 24-9. Did you guys watch this game like I did and kept waiting for Kansas City to make their move and come back? Because Denver seemed uninterested in sealing the game away, kept Kansas City hanging around. That five turnovers, if they had won that game, there would have been it would have been the end of the Sean Payton here. <laughs> but Sean Payton is now three and six and maybe they can do something. I think they've won two in a row, right? The Broncos. Uh Listen, Patrick Mahomes without the flu. Let's play this game again, and then let's see what happens. Also, yeah. if Taylor Swift had been there, they probably would have won by three stars. Three, oh, three and five. Sorry, three and five, not three and six. All right, let's go to the last four o'clock game we have here. We have Bengals going into San Francisco, winning thirty-one seventeen over the Niners. Yeah, we've talked about this one a lot. I think there is something to be concerned about for the 49ers. Lost three in a row. Defense doesn't look as ferocious, and the offense can't put up more than seventeen points. That's not a good recipe. Totally. Explain to me, though, how is Brock Purdy leading the entire NFL in yards per attempt? Is that one of the most unlikely stats you've ever seen? It's him and Tua are one and two. I think it's a lot of yards after the catch, but these are the two smallest quarterbacks, well, two of the smaller quarterbacks in the league. He did make some plays. Will you at least give me that for Brock Purdy? He definitely makes plays. I just don't think he's the MVP, and Joe Burrow no, is, no. Is, is all the way back. And finally, we have our Sunday night football game. The Chargers take care of the Bears in SoFi Stadium, 31, excuse me, 30 to 13. Yeah, they really tried to make the Tyson Badge story like really big for us to even hang on after halftime. But I mean, the Bears are totally overmatched here. But if I'm the Chargers, I'm not trying to take major victory laps over this one. Just because it was in prime time doesn't mean you're getting extra credit for this. So we have some friends in the NFL scheduling office. I don't know what they were doing with this one. Chargers-Bears was destined to be a terrible game. I think they want to show off that stadium. I honestly think that's the only reason they put it there. (laughs) And who tunes in to see a stadium? (laughs) Nobody. You guys remember we went to Vegas last year for the draft and you want to take the stadium tour. Yeah, no, but that's supposed to be great. That stadium everybody loves and okay. raves about. Stadium tour, blackjack table. Like there's no, it's, it's not even a question. It's if we were not in Vegas and we could have done, we had nothing else to do, I would have taken the stadium tour. Whatever. I'm going on that stadium tour. <laughs> I need to see what's going on inside Allegiant. Next, the Hoover Dam. I mean, it's Vegas. Play blackjack like everyone else. Craps. Free drinks. Exactly. Thank you. Pete gets it. Oh, yeah. Only time I've been in Vegas, well, twice, but the one main time was for NBA Summer League, and it was fantastic. I bet you didn't take the stadium tour. No, did not take a stadium tour of the (laughs) Thomas and Mack Center. I sat at at the table once for six hours in Vegas. Same table. Same table. Didn't win anything. Didn't lose anything. You went 50-50 after six hours. Yeah, I actually did win and then lose all that, but I was even at the end of it. You sat there for six hours and just came out even, Steven? Yeah, I just 
Or you just bet, a good time having, bet until you lost all the money at the end, right? Yeah, but I, but I went into there with like $50, and then whatever I went up, I went back down. So I was right You made $50. $50 last for six hours? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just had Were drinks. you playing at the Golden Nugget? <laughs> I think it was. $5 tables? <laughs> I think it was. I, I, had, I had some drinks and just relaxed. Had a good what time. hours of the day was this? This what? was later in the day. But it wasn't like midnight to 6 a.m.? No. Okay. No. It's afternoon blackjack. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> As one does. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. There's your hurry-up offense. We actually stayed to the buzzer this time, so thank you. We need an air horn to keep us on track. Coming up, we do have more from college and what we saw on Saturday, including a massive upset. Get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know, we've been debating the San Francisco 49ers all day. Yeah. I'm not panicking. Three losses in a row. They just need to make another massive trade like they did last year for Christian McCaffrey. And I'll tell you, one of the guys I'm sure they were eyeing is Denver Broncos safety Justin Simmons. Mm. He would have... I mean, they're not going to get Sertan. So the Niners need help on the back end. And I think a lot of teams, the Lions apparently covet Simmons too. But now at three and five, the Denver Broncos aren't going to give their players away. Are you sure? I don't think they are. Because I of think this Sean win Payton, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Sean Payton is so prideful that he's not going to be able to look big picture. And I, I think they hold on to these guys. Jerry Judy, nobody wants. So maybe that's a different case. But I don't see a fire sale happening in Denver. Three and five is not that far off, right? Uh, see, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't overreact if I were a team from what you saw this week. Like it was only two, three weeks ago that the Broncos basically like a defense that didn't want to try. I mean, you had a team that scored 70 on you. Like, that's just Yeah, it doesn't seem like that exists anymore. Yeah, it was stupid. I mean... I feel like that defense has has somehow disappeared, and now they just held the Chiefs to nine points. Yeah, but you got to see, like, what was the real story behind that? Number one, it was probably an untenable winning streak that you were holding on to over the Chiefs anyway. EJ, what was it, 12 in a row? 12 in a row. Patrick Mahomes was trying to become the first quarterback to ever start 13-0 against one opponent. Yeah, like there's a reason that Brady was never able to do that or any of these other super dominant quarterbacks. It's incredibly hard to do. So you could say they were just like due for a win. And you had Mahomes who had the flu. And I believe he really did have the flu because he didn't look like himself. But I think you could argue the Broncos defense was not the Broncos defense. They got Baron Browning back, who was a monster yesterday. He was their best player last year. So they're getting healthier. I think they're learning Vance Joseph's defense. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maybe that 70 was more of an aberration than holding the Chiefs to nine because it's 
couple good games in a row for their defense. They're at least not a defense that should allow 70 points. Listen, this was a defense that coming out of the gate should have been a lot better. The only good thing about the Broncos last year was their defense. So the reason that they were struggled so much, I thought, was one of the biggest shocks of the Broncos. But no, come on. I mean, I, I feel like I was told by you and other people uh, – Sean Payton needs to remake this whole roster, and he needs to start over. He's sure, like, he definitely does. I mean, he needs to start over quarterback, too, because Russell Wilson being a step slower is a gigantic problem for this team. So I, I just think that the way Sean Payton thinks, he's not going to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to think five years down the road. He needs to win now because of pride. Remember he called out Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason? Don't you think he'd like to deliver a 500 season so at least <laughs> not everyone's going to make fun of him? Yeah, rub it in your face with a 500 season. Um, uh, that would be great. For that'll get him. Yeah, that'll get him. Teach him, Sean. If the Broncos end up 8-9, and nine, wouldn't you say this is a successful year for Sean Payton? Yeah, but again, like forest through the trees here. Like if you did actually sign the guy to be there and you traded for him and then signed him, to do something a little more long-term, then if you can get assets at the trade deadline, you got to do it. That would be the smart move. Yeah. What gives you any, any indication that's <laughs> happening here? Well, yeah, the Broncos aren't smart teams, <laughs> so maybe they'll never be winners. I also got lost in the shuffle that in Sean Payton's comments about the Daniel Hackett, he also said that he'd be PO'd if this team didn't make the playoffs. So he put playoff aspirations onto yeah. this crap roster so, no, I do not think eight wins would be enough to kind of make this Sean Payton season look like a success. Well, I mean, when you go one and five and give up 70 to the Dolphins, I think you lower the bar. I think eight and nine, people are going to be throwing a parade in Denver with this team. Ah, but they shouldn't. 855-212-4CBS. One, uh, two things that we didn't get to from the college uh, football this weekend was, how about Kansas? Taking out Oklahoma, that was a wild game. They end up bringing down the goalposts at Kansas. Our guy, Lance Leipold, coached there last year, beat Texas, this year beat Oklahoma. I mean, not bad. He'll probably be, I hate to say it, but probably gone after this season to maybe one of those Big Ten openings that we expect to have. Northwestern, Michigan State have just been a couple that have been rumored for him. But amazing, amazing win and exciting for Oklahoma, you still have a shot here because you'll probably play Texas in the Big 12 title game, and maybe you can still get into the college football playoff, but um, that was a wild one. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma was starting to get a little wobbly there. Kind of saw saw that coming. I don't think this was a shock by any means. Kansas, pretty good record. So there were a couple of really bad calls. One where a guy didn't prove that he established himself in bounds. That was a catch. The other one was this roughing against the Kansas quarterback that kept the drive alive. So I think Oklahoma is going to say, you know what? We've got a couple bad calls. It was on the road. They beat Texas. They're probably, if they go on, a, if they get through the rest of the schedule, then, and get to Texas in the Big 12 title game, I still think the winner of that game probably gets in. Yeah. So it's not a total disaster. I mean, I, I don't see this as a, a, the kind of implosion where Brent Venables is in trouble or anything. I just think this is a game that Oklahoma is kind of waiting to lose. Uh, the other side, you had how USC escaped Amazing. with this win over Cal. They won 50 to 49, and it was basically a missed two point conversion inside of one minute left in the game. If Cal had just converted that, they probably win. I mean, USC rallied from deficits of 28-17 and 43-29. to Cal was on their third-string quarterback, their fifth-string tailback, had four turnovers in the game, yet still managed seven touchdown drives against USC's defense. I'm starting to worry about USC's <laughs> defense a little bit. You think? Well, I mean, 
It's one thing to let Cal do that. Don't they seem to have Washington and Oregon coming up next? I mean, what are we talking? 80 burgers against Washington's going to name the number. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Washington is talking about a team that's getting wobbly. Oh, man, did they let Stanford hang around again? The Pac 12, classic Pac 12. They are just cannibalizing themselves. Watch the Pac 12 get nobody in the Final Four. Uh, I mean, uh, I think your Oregon Ducks have the best. They're clearly the best team right now. Yeah, and they'll probably play Washington in the Pac 12 title game, right? Hope, well, yeah. Yes, but watch Caleb Williams go bananas and knock one of these, another team off because Washington is flirting with a loss in a big way. I, I don't know. I just feel like the Pac-12 has too many good teams, and therefore <laughs> somebody's going to lose two games or maybe Oregon doesn't get in with one loss. Unbelievable. Let's go to Andrew Bogish. He's got headlines. Good morning. Good morning. So the Niners' three-game skid you've been dissecting all morning has led to a change atop the NFC West. Pressure coming from Adams. And that's batted, and it is picked off! Julian Love, the interception at the biggest moment, and finally Jamal Adams, when they needed it most, comes up with the deflection to set it up. That's Adam Amin on Fox. The deflection was a headbutt on purpose from Adams, who said he got it from Messi. Julian Love oh, corrected him, that. said it's more like Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, I mean, he put his head in the path of the ball. Oh, get out of here. The, he, his hands no were way. down on the wrist. On the, there on the, is no way. I saw the announcer said that. No. Oh, come on. So he intensely, why didn't he just use his hand if he knew exactly where his, the ball he, was? His hands were engaged. Oh, come on. I will believe this until my dying day that that was on purpose. <laughs> he dipped his head into the path of the ball. Oh. Now, wow. he couldn't have deflected if Julian loved 20 yards down the field, but he meant to put his head on it. I so, will say this. I, I mean, I'm not someone to give Jamal Adams a lot of credit as a Salty Jets fan, but this looks legit. Yeah. This looks real legit. So you guys are actually impressed that Seattle, who was going against P.J. Walker, needed a – first of all, they needed Cleveland to miss a third and short, and then they needed a last-second drive to win. That that came team, off as this a – This team beat the Niners. And and no one said impressed. They're just in first place this morning because <laughs> they only have two losses and the Niners have three. P.J. Walker was 15 for 31, one touchdown, two picks, and – those were a lucky two, uh, one touchdown, 248 yards. He is not good. I'll, def- I'll defend the, the Seahawks a little bit. I mean, we've talked all morning about how, Perloff, you're not worried about the 49ers when the 49ers lost to this exact same team in which Brock Purdy was completely inept. And here the Seahawks beat this team. I don't know how you could say this is unimpressive, but we can poo-poo the Niners losing to this team. Okay, that's a fair point. But I was seriously worried. The Seahawks jumped out. 17-7, Geno Smith, the first three drives, I don't think he had an incompletion. He was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. But he has this tendency, and we've seen it all year long, where as the game goes on, he tends to hold on to the ball and try and make plays and keeps the other team in the game because there were massive sacks on him where he was had to be back there for six seconds at certain times. Well, re- weirdly, they kind of go away from the run games at times, yeah. which is definitely their bread and butter and also a Pete Carroll team. So it's kind of odd to see them go away from it, but... Uh, I like that. He was inspired by Messi. That's funny. That's what he said. <laughs> and, but but Messi doesn't do that. He's not a header guy. So that's why I a love short. Yeah, uh-huh. love him with the Ronaldo comparisons better. All right. So it doesn't add up. Mm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes apparently patient zero. He had flu-like symptoms yesterday in Denver. The whole offense then played like crap. Four <laughs> giveaways, settling for three field goals. There was a muffed punt as well on a 24-9 stinker against the Broncos. KC had won their last 16 meetings. Mahomes had won 16 consecutive road division games. It is what it is. I mean, it's probably going to happen at some point. We try to do whatever we can to bounce back. That's all you can do. Um, you got to learn from the mistakes that you made this game. 
um, try to be better. Russell Wilson, three touchdown passes for Denver. Justin Herbert had three for the Chargers in a 30-13 route of the Bears in L.A. on Sunday Night Football. Will Levis had four in his first career start. He and the Titans held off the Falcons 28-23. For all the Kirk Cousins jokes we like to make, the Viking locker room sure loves the dude. It was pretty heartbroken there yesterday with Cousins suffering a likely torn Achilles. Head coach Kevin O'Connell. Whatever is the case, if, if we don't have him for... Uh, one snap or or uh, for the duration of our season, that will not change uh, the fact of what I believe Kirk Cousins, the level he played to this year, and ultimately what he's meant to me uh, and our organization. The Vikings already up 24-10 in the fourth when Cousins got hurt. That was the final score at Lambeau, extending the Packers' skid to four this morning. Green Bay has signed D-tackle Rashawn Gary to a four-year extension with 36 mil guaranteed. The New York Post says Giants could be Daniel Jones is now cleared for contact. In fact, he was cleared before yesterday's loss to the Jets. Now Jones likely makes his return from his neck injury this weekend in Vegas. Is that, Do, a, is that good news? I mean, I mean, it's good news if Tyra, Tyra Taylor's still in the hospital. It's, it's good news for not, not Tommy DeVito. I know, but what's the what's the motivation here for the Giants now? You're within striking distance of getting a shot at a top pick for a new quarterback. Yes. But the upshot is Daniel Jones comes back and plays well, in air quotes. Is that the upshot? (laughs) I I think they got to get into the competition for Marvin Harrison. Forget, can you imagine having Marvin Harrison, the first good Giants receiver since Kenny Galladay? Since ever? Oh, wow. Uh, I think they're going to, they have to keep Daniel Jones next year. So you know how the Giants are. They're going to try and fix him. And what could fix a quarterback better than Marvin Harrison? Oh, they tried this last time where they drafted Saquon Barkley to hang on to the last years of Eli Manning. How'd that go? Well, yes, but Marvin Harrison is going to be a 10-time All-Pro. So I, I think if you get Marvin Harrison out of this whole mess, even if you have Daniel Jones or not, that's a pretty good solution. So I think the Giants can ease into that four spot in the draft. But they're not getting one, are they? Oh, and Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't think... I mean, they weren't... They had one good half when he was playing, so it doesn't mean he comes back and they start reeling off wins here. That is they true. almost won a game with Tommy DeVito. I, I feel like they're not committed enough to tank. They just don't know how to do it the right way. You know, also, you got to show, show some respect for your organization, too. I mean, you're going to have Tony DeVito... T- t- Tommy... T- <laughs> it doesn't matter. DeVito. You're going to have him out there every, every game the rest of the season. You have to have somebody that, that plays the games. So you're going to have Daniel Jones play and see where it goes. So I, I don't know how far you, how much you could do to tank other than trade Saquon. You right, that, that's you, what they'll do. By tomorrow, right. they'll trade Saquon. They could trade a defensive lineman. They, but Jones is going to come back and play. He needs to play. You need to play the games. Yeah. Pete, by the way, guys, you don't know this. Pete is maybe the most anti-tanking person you're going to find. I think uh. it's the worst thing in sports. Yeah. I think it's the worst thing in sports. If people pay money to go see games, you should, you should take care of your fans. Wait, is it Saquon on the trading block? He's not, right? Isn't that the latest? Or? That's what they said, that they told him that they wouldn't trade him. And then Dable said the other day, it's not even a discussion. Yeah, then someone calls with a second-round pick. Oh, hey, yeah, Saquon. <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll have him at LaGuardia in five minutes. <laughs> can we as fans get influ- the chopper? Can we influence the NFL to trade Saquon Barkley somewhere interesting? Where? The Jets. <laughs> Yes, uh, Cowboys. You want to do Dalvin Cook straight up? So McCaffrey <laughs> went last year at this time. I think Saquon can do similar things. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Cowboys. That's the team I'm thinking about. Bills. They won't use him. He's pretty pretty good out of the backfield. I, I think Baltimore is really yeah, interesting. The, Gus Edwards was on fire that's yesterday. That's the best place, Baltimore. Ooh, I think Buffalo is the best place. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm going Buffalo. I went Maggie. I don't think they'd use Saquon Barkley. Well, I think that's, that's the follow-up. They could have Barry Sanders back there. It's going to be Josh <laughs> Allen running for his life on Why not eight. the Cowboys? The Cowboys need a first down back. I There's, think there's no zero way the chance Giants John... are trading with the Cowboys. Yeah. Zero. Oh, yeah, that. Well, then again, people have been doing that lately. People have been forgetting about the divisional issue. Yeah, but we haven't had that since, like, what, Donovan McNabb getting traded from Philly to Washington. Washington. And usually, if that happens, usually you should be hanging up the phone because you're getting somebody who's probably washed, like Donovan McNabb was when he went to Washington. Unless Jerry is really off the deep end and wants to get them something ridiculous for Saquon, that the Giants would just go, how can we say no to this? There's no way they're doing an in-division trade. No chance. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, yeah, Detroit for sure. Detroit. I mean, they've had trouble keeping that position healthy. Man, uh, this, see, this is what we want as fans. We need Saquon somewhere else. Start the petition. Change.org. Trade Saquon Barkley to the team that's Definitely the most important thing on that platform. And I think you could. A you, Saquon Barkley petition. You could get a second-round pick. You could get a second-round pick. Especially, with the, especially as close as you get to the deadline. You have to be okay with either franchising him again or... Or giving him Jonathan Taylor's contract. Anywho, back to the headline. Uh, Duke men's basketball just got a commitment for the nation's top recruit. That's Cooper Flagg. They're also in on the top three remaining high school seniors. So John Shire might be building the greatest recruiting class ever based on some rankings metrics. And it doesn't matter at all, but Rick Pitino and St. John's lost yesterday's exhibition game to Division II Pace 63-59. I mentioned this. I want to call them. They're the Pace Setters. <laughs> That's their nickname. And they Get got $5,000 for this game, went to Queens, New York, and yep. beat St. John's. Can I say right now that this Cooper Flag guy, I've never hated a college basketball player more in my entire life. It looks like Grayson Allen and Kyle Filipowski had a baby. <laughs> oh, he is the poster boy. He's got this haircut. He's the poster boy for every hateable Duke player in the history of mankind. You're going to hate He's- him because he can ball. He's got this haircut. He <laughs> that yeah. guy, he looks he like a is, tall, skinny he kid. He is nasty. And he's from Maine, right? Yes. Just adds to the background. Is he a seven-footer or a 6'8". 6'8", athletic. I'm dubious. He's at the haircut. <laughs> you know what I'm What's talking about. Connor talking Flag? About. Cooper Flag. Oh, Cooper. I'm like, I'm not. it's not coming He's up. ridiculous. Cooper Flag. And he's the next one. Yeah, he walks into the gym, looks like a 6'8 kid from Maine, and then just carves up is he high a dun- end teams. A dunker? Uh, he, oh, he's is, a shooter. he doesn't shoot a lot. He's okay, he's everything's on the inside. Yeah. Okay. He, he looks like uh, Gordon Hayward, like second cousin. Yeah, but like elite athletic Gordon Hayward. He's already on the cover Gordon of Hayward's Slam pretty magazine. Athletic. Though that's how he oh. announced his commitment was with that cover. Uh, <laughs> I don't it was know. interesting. They gave John Shire an extension a couple okay. days ago. We yep. wondered why. There you go. I think now we know why. Yeah, because he's got Maine on lockdown. Uh, Chris Gordon Paul. Maine. Paul sub for the first time in his career last night, coming off the bench for eight points, seven assists, and the Warriors 106-95 winning Houston CP3. Sort of the first 1,365 games of his career, including the postseason. Those are the most games anyone ever started before coming off the bench for the first time. And our San Jose Sharks now winless in nine games this season, 15 going back to last season, a 3-1 loss in Washington. Guys, back to you. Wait a minute. This kid went to Monteverde Academy. It's yeah. not like he was playing high school ball in Maine. Well, he Which did before yeah. Malverde. A, a lovely place to yeah. be, obviously. Well, Maine Central is, is the, the powerhouse of all powerhouses, too. There's some high school ball in Maine. No, I know there is, but this kid went to Monteverde, which is in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montverde's in Florida. Yeah. It was like a famous How many basketball prep school. 
Uh, I'm not was, sure. Was it a one-year thing? But R.J. Barrett went there. Ben Simmons went there. D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Russell went there. It's like the IMG Academy of basketball school. Yeah. It's Kyrie Irving's old high school coach is the guy there. Right. Al Harrington's old high school coach. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of getting Grady Dick vibes from this guy. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> 6'8", white guy, number one overall recruit. I don't know. It just, well, Grady he looks Dick skinny. Was, was just a first-round pick. I And I don't know how. Because <laughs> I won saw a national him play. title, too, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, no, but was he, he, he did he deliver that, on being no. the number one player in the country? I think he scored ten points a game. Grady Dick was a good college basketball yeah. player. Yeah, why, why, so, why but this guy's a, this guy is it the expectation for this guy the way you're describing him to be a superstar? Yes, this guy is not Grady Dick, and I like Grady Dick coming out of high school. Cooper Flag is different. I mean, obviously, I'm being a little shallow there. <laughs> yeah, we noticed when you said you didn't like his haircut. <laughs> Wait till he's on the Sixers, and he's Wembenyama times three. Yeah. Thank you, Bogus. 855-212 for CBS coming up. Oh, we got the sound. You got to hear it. We're going to play it for you next. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff. Sad news about Matthew Perry over the weekend. It's funny because on an ensemble cast like Friends, he definitely was the funniest one. I mean, I think everyone had their like uh, yeah. favorite, but he was like unassailably the funniest guy. Well, Best comedic well, timing. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, I think, was in that conversation too. It seemed like the two of them would trade off getting the biggest laughs. Yeah, felt like uh, also he could have starred in any sitcom. Where I'm not sure the other two guys could have. Oh, like Matthew Perry to me was going to get a sitcom. I I told you I recently read his book. He had a really tough time with drugs and alcohol. Seemed like he was turning things around, so it makes it even sadder. He was also in a great movie called Fools Rush In with Selma Hayek. It was really good. Good <laughs> rom-com. Okay. It was. It was adorable. Very cute. Great movie? Good rom-com, you know? Scratches yeah. the itch when you need a, like that kind of a fun All right. movie. All right. Um, so that was really sad to see. Uh, on the flip side, this was something I just wasn't expecting to see. And that is, I did not know that Kim Kardashian's company called skims is now the official underwear partner of the nba guys it's girdles <laughs> y'all are wearing girdles now like did you just get fooled did you not know we mm. call it shapewear quote, quote unquote for women it's girdles so maggie i good got luck with all that i got news for you <laughs> you might know more men who wear spanks than you think no, come it's on. It's been a huge trend. Listen, this is the best part about being a dude. Spanx has been selling to men hardcore the last three years. No, it's a huge trend. You guys get to wear comfortable clothes no matter what. You don't have to do high heels. You don't have to do girdles. You can just be yourselves at all times. Nobody is holding you and conforming mm. you to some beauty standard that is almost impossible to live up to. That's why women are wearing girdles. Y'all got it good, and you messed it up all on your own. Also, the the one of the athletes that signed with them last week was Shea Gildas Alexander, the first NBA player to sign with Skims. And I mean, he is as thin. As he they doesn't come. need shapewear. <laughs> Guys, you're doing this to yourselves. He's got like an eight pack. Here's the uh, Wall Street Journal article recently. Yes, men love Spanx. Here's why. Slimming men's shapewear is trending thanks to celebrity fans and the pandemic. Okay. Uh, here's why it might be worth adding. Flat firming pieces to your wardrobe, even if you already have a good physique. So it makes you look better? No, they're just trying to sell to more people. They're trying to convince yeah. skinny people now that you need girdles when they've already convinced people who might be, you know, challenged in that area 
that they need girdles. They I, just need more buyers. Are you guys pro compression shorts? I love I compression love them. shorts. Yeah, oh, I wear the them best. almost exclusively. I'll tell now. you what. Yeah. Wear compression shorts and then be forced to wear them five days a week, eight hours a day, and then get back to me. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you on guys, your, I'm telling you, you're doing this to yourselves. It's all wrong. On your legs, though, that's a, I don't think that's a girdle. That The way that, you know. Oh, the, the I don't NBA know how pro- high up they go. Oh, the uh, yeah, but he's right wearing. Waist. Oh, okay, yeah. women, it goes all the way up. Anyway, uh, let's get to our show oh, of the day. Oh God, that sounds awful. Yeah, thank you. And the show of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day comes from. Oh, we got a bad national anthem last night. The other thing that we love around here is bad national anthems. This one came courtesy of Flavor Flav. Who was at the Bucks game? What so <laughs> proudly we hailed. I think we got it. At the twilight's <laughs> last gleaming. Okay. <laughs> He's holding every note forever. Why was he milking it that much? <laughs> Flavor Flav clearly is not getting the attention that he needs. It was bad. With a little so, help it w- actually, it was not the worst. At least he got all the words. I'm giving Flavor Flav a lot of credit. Said it was a lifelong dream to sing the anthem in a basketball game. Why the Bucks? I have no <laughs> idea. What about your Knicks, CJ? Why did they let Flavor Flav in the building? I'm telling you, they saw a Grammy award-winning artist. They said, why not? Like, he's got to be good, right? They didn't realize Flavor Flav is a Grammy award-winning artist, but he's mostly just a hype man for Public Enemy. Oh, they knew Flavor. Flavor Flav had a... Remember that Flavor of Love show that was on a few years ago? He's big-time I guarantee you it's some 24-year-old person, PR person that's working (laughs) with the box that has not watched Flavor of Love on VH1, a show that I loved, by the way, and I watched religiously. (laughs) If they thought, like, what they think? He was coming in with a violin or something? Shout out to Hoops. (laughs) Thank you, EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilati. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, Andrew Kaplan. Weedos, coffee drinkers, callers, everybody. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Get Lions and the Raiders. See you tomorrow. We stand on guard for thee. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.